Ladies and gentlemen of the promo and e-fed community. This is what would Phil Marshall do. Hello kids, Phil Marshall here for another episode. I uh, just thought I'd talk about a few things going on. You know when you just write notes it's just annoying. Uh, yeah, um, so yeah, uh, over the past month or so, I've uh, hauled myself to YouTube, uh, not my own video, someone else's. Uh, I've recently become a champion, and I'm thinking about a future project to do with the eFeds. So uh, let's go into the future project first, and I'll work my way up the list. Right, well, the future project, it's something that, you know, I've tried. I've done once before, but the audio came out really bad, and it was because I was using a secondary system. This system wasn't working properly. So uh, the idea is quite simple. I think that one of the things that haven't been... that hasn't, sorry, been done in this game is just like a shoot interview thing, where... I talk to people about their love of wrestling, uh, where they got the idea for their character from, their favorite feuds, their favorite people to work with, and we essentially just follow a timeline, because I think that would make for really interesting listening, so you can really get to see the people behind the characters. Um, one of the reasons I make this podcast is just because I... You know, I don't want to be known as the character all of the time. I'm, I'm just Phil. That's me. That's what I do. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I've... Uh, the first one I tried to do was with Dark and Graves. Uh, the audio didn't come out great. That was my fault because it just went tits up. Uh, so I hope to do one with him soon. I'm not just covering XWE. I want to cover guys in CWF, IW, obviously XWE. Uh, all sorts of different people who are involved and just talk about different things in their careers, hardships, all that kind of stuff and, you know, what it took for them to uh, find their character, find their niche and find what makes them tick, really, because I think that'd be very interesting. You know, so... Definitely, if you are interested, just get in touch. Uh, I think it's something that could be very interesting to a lot of people, and hopefully it inspires people to look at the ideas they had when promoting themselves and just make themselves more original. Um, it was like what I tried to do when I joined XWE. I tried to just turn it into a game because no one had really done that before. So... Uh, you know, it was appreciated. I know Daniel Saint liked it, uh, Conrad Wallace liked it, Huck really liked the idea, so I think definitely it's something that might help a lot of people, because I know a lot of people walk in and do the typical, I'm coming in here to win all the belts and beat you up, and yada, 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 yada. And it just it becomes monotonous and I think there needs to be some originality not based on the current wrestling landscape we should be going out of our way to take things from WWE, Impact, uh, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan or whatever we're doing we should try and think originally, creatively, critically and do something different um, 
I was inspired by uh, Chris Jericho's Y2J thing. Uh, well, not the Y2J, the um, Can You Crack the Code? But if you look at that in how it was done, there was no code really to crack. It was just like, who's this coming in? And you kind of had a good feeling it was Jericho, but there was no real game to follow. So I thought, what if I took that to the next level and I actually gave you a game to solve it? And, you know, I, I just thought that that was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm also uh, planning on setting up uh, an answer machine system where you can call in and, you know, ask me questions or insult me or whatever. I really don't care what you say. Uh, if you think I suck and I'm a dick, I'll, I'll play them on the podcast. I, I plan on um, just being as honest as possible. Just leave your name, uh, well, leave your wrestler name, what company you work for, and uh, your thoughts, opinions, or questions. Um, because I'll play them all. I have very thick skin, and I will not back away from anything. So that's a pro that's a project that I'm thinking of, just the idea of doing shoot interviews, because I think that would be very interesting, and it would be something that could uh, hopefully inspire people to be more original. So, uh, yeah. Sorry for rambling. Yeah. Oh, also, I won a belt. In fact, I won my first belt ever. Um, I won the T.O.P.W. Heavyweight Championship of the World from uh, Comrade Wallace. Uh, we did a couple of promos against each other. He was the one who originally solved the puzzle, and I hadn't had a match up to this point because we thought, hold it off until we can get something built up to have a big fight feel. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting, and I actually sat down and wrote the match. Um, I've just recently put the audio of the match up, um, pretending to be Michael Revis. I'll let you work out the joke in that one uh, for BBC Sport. And I tried to write the match in a way that really put Comrade over, because he's leaving XWE to go to IW. And I wanted to just make him look absolutely amazing. I wanted to give that kind of Japanese strong style, you don't know who's going to win thing going on. Because I thought that would just be fascinating. Where we could beat the hell out of each other, kind of outweigh each other. I actually sent him the match. And I sent Huck the match, well, the written version. And uh, Huck liked it. Uh, Comrade absolutely loved it because... Uh, as he said in messages to me, I, I'm not going to read out the messages, but I'll just, um, I'm paraphrasing at the moment, but he essentially said that he really liked the match because it was telling a story and it wasn't just uh, blood, guts, gore. It was actually there to really tell a story of a man trying to transition to another company while keeping the belt he had, while facing a man who was essentially an XWE, an unproven, there's no way to scout him. And it really led to a very kind of Japanese strong style type of match. And that's what I was going for. I wanted it to look equal. I wanted it to look balanced. And so it wasn't a squash on anyone. And I think I succeeded. Uh, for the people in XWE, obviously, listen to the match, see what you think, and give opinions. That's the way I'm pushing it. Sorry, just going to grab a drink. 
yeah, as you can tell, I'm really not putting emphasis on editing this podcast. I'm just talking it out as it spills from my brain to my mouth into the microphone. So, uh, yeah, uh, so I think I know who my next opponent's going to be. Uh, I'm not going to say on the podcast because I wouldn't want to ruin the fun. And I hope that a lot of people in XWE can get excited about it because I think that there can be a lot of good promos between us. I think we can really play off each other well because there is such an interesting... I think juxtaposition is a good word to use when talking about myself and my future opponent. Uh, He has a very stringent way of promoting. He, He sticks to... A formula which sounds like it's a bad idea but for him it's very good because it's how his character works and how his character progresses and he is brilliant I'm a fan of his and I think that'll be very interesting and uh, if you're listening you know who you are and uh, I just want to say really looking forward to it and I have a few plans on promoing so it's going to be very interesting And I hope that we can deliver something great. And I'll be private messaging you so we can talk about the future match and how we can plan spots and all that. So when the match is delivered, I never want to just have, oh, this guy won. I want to deliver a full, well-rounded match that people can listen to and enjoy. And, you know, it really kind of ramps up the drama. Because one of the things I want to do with the TOPW Championship uh, is I want... It to be like the Intercontinental Championship of the 80s and 90s. I want it to be the Workhorse Championship for the guys who, for the guys who are recognised as real workhorses, really thinking about their matches, really trying to put it in. So you'll never hear the results of a TOPW match just on a normal Huck uh, video podcast. You will hopefully either hear them afterwards, or I can send him the audio so he can put it in the video. Because I really think that the TOPW Championship needs a resurgence, and it needs a resurgence in the way it's promoted. At the moment, it's just another belt on the roster, and this is why I want it to stand out. I want people to look at it and go, well, XWE, their world championship is the biggest belt in the company. But if you're looking for the workhorses, if you're looking for the guys who will deliver on match of the night after match of the night after match of the night, that's the division you want to go to. It's stacked in work rate, guys. And I think that is what the legacy of the TOPW Heavyweight Championship of the world should be. I think that's I think that's important. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I want to do with that. Alright, well, I think this podcast is going to be quite short because I've only really got one more thing to talk about. And uh, that is me completely whoring myself out on YouTube. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I thoroughly am. Uh, But I'll get back to that in a second. I'm just going to stop the audio and then I will come back to it. And you will get to hear me tell you about how I whore myself out. And you'll get to see it yourself as well. I think you'll get a kick out of it. That was a long break for me, and a very, very quick break for you. Uh, but before before talking about whoring myself out, uh, it's, it, I just remember there's something else I wanted to talk about. And I think that there's a lot of negativity in this 
uh, in this hobby, and I wanted to do something nice. So I'm going to do an exposed subject, but it's not the kind of exposed you think. I'm not shitting on anyone. This exposed is going to be, I'm exposing this man to the world because he's so, so brilliant and he's such an inspiration. And it, we should all be as lucky to be as great as him because he is just someone to look up to, even at his young age. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Jay Yost and... Uh, what he has done outside of uh, wrestling, he has uh, essentially taken custody of his younger brother and he is looking after him. He's essentially taking the job as brother, father and mother. Uh, he went out and spent uh, a lot of his money on Christmas for his little brother to make sure his brother had a great Christmas. He's looking after his little brother. He's essentially just there for him doing three roles in one. And I think that, I think we all need to get together and just celebrate this man because for the how young he is, I think he's only in his early 20s and he's gone out and done this. He is someone that we all need to stand up and applaud because he just shows what it takes to be a man. And I think a lot of us can learn from that because he just stands up, gets on with his day, uh, makes sure his little brother gets to school on time, does all the meals, does all the house cleaning, all that, still has time to promo. I believe he's working a job as well. The guy is an absolute machine. And personally, I think that he should be um, highly respected. While you may not like his character in the hobby itself or the game, I think that as a person, he is someone that we can all just stand up and applaud. Because how many of us at that young age could deal with all of that? Uh, I know I couldn't. Where if When I was his age, I couldn't have done that. And I don't think a lot of us could. So I think Jay Yost is an absolutely wonderful human being. And I think that we should all give him the time of day uh, for being one of those great ones that we should all aspire to be. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I don't think enough people have talked about it. And I really just wanted to give him props for how great he is. So, Jay Yost, you've been exposed. Ha ha ha. You're a wonderful person. And we should all be better thanks to you. Ugh, take that. Uh... <laughs> God, that was pathetic. Um, another sip. Right, on to me whoring myself out. Yes. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I don't post videos. I just use it to just, you know, save my settings for when I'm watching YouTube. Because, you know, I'm subscribed to numerous different things. Uh, documentaries, uh, computer videos, uh, wrestling channels, all that kind of stuff. I've got just a wide mix of stuff that I'm into. And um, one of them is a uh, gentleman from New York called Vian Fuso. He is the social injustice warrior. And uh, he has, uh, what is it, 40-something thousand subscribers. And he recently asked for someone to read from uh, Jericho's book in a uh, video where he was talking about the backstage feud between Jericho and Goldberg in WWE. 
So I decided not to just read it out. Oh, sorry. Not just read it out. But to give him a full ridiculous skit. And uh, that video is online now. Uh, I will post the link to it uh, below in the uh, anchor link. You can go and check that out. It's already got uh, 25,000 views. Uh, so I think people are appreciating it. And I would love for you guys to see it and just make fun of me and have a laugh about it. And I just tried to make it as stupid as possible. Um, because I just wanted to entertain. I didn't just want to do a dry reading, because that's dull. I mean, if you want to listen to dry, that's why you listen to this sack of shit podcast. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I will put the link below, like I said. And you guys go check that out. Uh, half of it's him talking, and half of it's me rambling like an idiot, pretending to be Chris Jericho. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the in-jokes, because I make a point of getting a lot of things wrong. So, yeah definitely so that's how i'm whoring myself out and i believe i'm doing more work for him as well i can't tell you what i'm doing but there will be more so uh definitely this has been a very short podcast hasn't it was it coming up to 17 minutes now that's not including the intro so it's probably going to be about 20 uh, another drink <clears throat> so yeah uh thank you for listening and uh, tell me, just bombard me with subjects of things you want me to talk about, whether it's uh, within the hobby, uh, whether it's anything at all. I mean, it could be anything to do with uh, the hobby, evolution, uh, anal fisting, uh, anything you want, really. If I don't know about it, I'll look it up and, uh, you know, have my own view on it. So feel free to ask questions, and what I will do is I'll uh, set up an answer machine, and I will put it in the link for Anchor, and um, before every new episode I do, I will download all of those uh, messages, play them on air, and answer them. So yeah, just leave your name, whether it's your real name or your wrestler name, and uh, what subject you want to talk about, or what you want to say, or if you want to call me the cunting cunt from Cunting Cuntsville. That's absolutely fine as well. So, uh, thank you for listening to my random horse shit. And listen to my wibbly wobbly theme. Enjoy. Let's play. Let's play.